What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Not Basic Blonde Podcast. And today, like always, I have very interesting and unique guest for you. Her name is Jordan Younger and she's also known as the Balanced Blonde. She's a blogger, certified plant-based nutrition expert, podcast host and best-selling author. So in this episode, we're talking a lot about holistic healing, health and wellness, what is spiritual awakening and how it feels. Also, Jordan is sharing her story and her experience with ayahuasca and how it helped her. And we're talking about how to let things go, how to develop new habits and so much more. But before we dive in, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hi, Jordan. I'm so glad to have you on my podcast. You have such an amazing background. How are you today? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm good today. It's been a good day so far. I can't believe it. it's October, finally. Yeah, things are good. How are you? It's fine. October, actually, it's my favorite month because it's my birth month. And my birthday me too. Really? Yeah, when's your birthday? October 7th. Oh my gosh, mine's October 11th. Oh wow, you're Libra. Libra. Yes, Libra sisters. I love being a Libra. I connect to it very much. And this is definitely the best month, I'm just going to say. Yeah, and we are sensitive natures. That's why it's like we are very intuitive and sensitive. That's why we connect to all the spiritual things. Exactly. That is the truth. Yeah. And would you please tell our listeners about yourself? Yeah, of course. So my name is Jordan. I have a blog and podcast called The Balanced Blonde. And I've been blogging for almost eight years, podcasting for about four years coming up next month. And 
I share all about wellness, plant-based lifestyle, spirituality, of course, as you mentioned, the intuitive nature. I love to talk about spirituality and teach people the art of opening up and connecting to their intuition connecting to their spirit guides, their angels. We can get as out there as you want with our conversation today. And yeah, I love, I actually started my blog based off of the vegan lifestyle. And then many years ago, I I stopped being vegan, had this whole journey with that and have now been plant-based vegan again for several years. So I just kind of follow my intuition, follow my heart, very passionate about the plant-based lifestyle and sharing that with people. And yeah, that's a little bit about me. I just got married last year. I live in Los Angeles. Thank you. It's been fun. It's been an interesting year, interesting first year of marriage with everything going on in the world, but we have made the most of it and we've had a lot of fun. It's crazy that in the first year of marriage, you have to be so close to each other, locked down together. Seriously, it has been a lot of close quarters with us, but I loved it. I loved, I always work from home and I loved having my husband home kind of sharing our space together and both working here I couldn't get enough of it I was sad when he finally went back to his office not too long ago because I loved having him here it was so much fun yeah it's amazing when you have your loved one at home too and working together is the best yeah yeah totally we have loved it yeah what is the story behind the balance blonde so When I started blogging eight years ago, I had just graduated college. I was diehard about the vegan lifestyle, and I was making a lot of recipes, following a lot of vegan bloggers online. Instagram was very new. This was 2012, right before I started my blog. So Instagram was brand new. I was following these different recipe developers, bloggers, but blog blogging wasn't even really much of a thing yet people had blogs but they were not well known so the few people who were blogging about health and wellness they to me were like these icons like oh my gosh i can't believe people are doing this this is so cool and then i realized this is something that i wanted to do too i had tons of food photos in my phone always coming up with recipes, um, going to all the vegan restaurants in LA and when I was traveling. And I've always been a writer. So having the opportunity to have a blog and write about these things that I love seemed like just the perfect combination to me. So I started a blog completely for fun, completely as a hobby. It was actually called The Blonde Vegan. And at that same time, I had graduated college, like I mentioned, and moved to New York, where I was going for graduate school. I was getting my master's in creative writing. And when I went to New York, my family said, you know, you're going to have to kind of put your blog on the back burner. You're in graduate school. It's time to focus on getting your master's. And this silly kind of blog thing can't take up all your attention. And so I said to my family, my very well-meaning parents, I agree with you. I'm sure I'll just 
you know, do it on the weekends, do it on the side. But of course I got to school, got to New York and all I could do was blog. All I could focus on was the blog because it was so fun to have this built-in audience and to connect with people all over the world, even in those early days who were interested in health and wellness and these like-minded topics that, um, in my personal life, I was always the person who was the super healthy one, the friend who was ordering the vegan food. I didn't really have a lot of like-minded people in my life at that time. I had great people in my life, but they weren't. We didn't have the same passions. So to have this blog where people were very passionate about everything that I loved was so exciting to me. So I kind of started blogging full-time even back then before I had ever made even a dollar on the blog. And it was so much fun for me. I enjoyed it so much. And about six months into the graduate school program, I decided to leave school and to focus on the blog full-time. And I come from a family of entrepreneurs. So when I shared this um, thought of mine, of mine with my parents. Both my dad and my mom were very supportive. They didn't understand the internet world, the blogging world, and blogging was still so up and coming. But they were like, okay, if this is if this is what you think you want to do, give it your all, see how it works out, and give it your full energy, see what comes. So by 2014, I left grad school pursued the blog full-time, found a manager and someone who really helped me standardize my rates and started offering products. I started a clothing line. I wrote a book. I had a recipe app um, doing all sorts of things. And it was very fun. And my business and my brand has changed quite a bit over the years as I've honed in on what's important to me. Um, eventually, my brand became so much more about lifestyle than just about food. And I started talking more about my life, my thoughts on things, my spiritual journey. Um, I became a yoga teacher and that became a really big part of my life and my brand, leading retreats, connecting with people. So now I say the balance bond is pretty much like an online diary where I just share from my heart with people. And it's so cool. I feel so lucky to be doing it. It's my dream job. And it's a lot of fun to connect with people and open their minds to new possibilities. I love what you do and I love your Instagram feed. You always post like the best recipes and they look so delicious. It's like making me hungry every time. Thank you. <laughs> I need to make something for you sometime. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, like my parents were so suspicious about blogging too when I started in 16 and my dad kind of was totally for it. My mom was kind of not. And right. over time, they understood more what's internet and Instagram is. <laughs> exactly. My dad still has no idea. He tells people like, oh yeah, Jordan has like hundreds of thousands of Twitter followers. And I'm like, no, I don't. It's not Twitter, but it's all good for him. He's just cannot, cannot believe or understand kind of what has come of all this, but he's very proud and 
yeah, it's been cool to kind of show my parents and my family that you can do whatever you want to do. You can follow your passion. You can create a career out of something that people have never heard of before. It's all that matters is the happiness. Yeah, that's definitely, absolutely true. And my mom was kind of like, it's so weird about it. But when I actually opened her Instagram account, I was like, here it is. Learn what it is. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. We can teach them, teach them the way. The way of the world now has changed so much. Yeah. And you also had spiritual awakening where you started everything. And what was the turning point for your spiritual awakening? Yeah, that's such a good question. So when I started my podcast in 2016, my podcast was really a place where I was planning on interviewing entrepreneurs and bloggers and all these amazing people that I had met in the blogging industry over the last several years of, of being in this world. And I felt like, okay, I, I know so many interesting, inspiring people. I can have them on the podcast, talk about blogging, kind of teach people what that's all about. And quickly, with the, after just a few episodes, my podcast took a very spiritual turn, which was never the plan. But I've been a spiritual person for as long as I can remember. Even before I knew very much about spirituality, I was always drawn toward yoga and being kind to other people. And I always believed in a higher power. And I always loved the idea of talking to mediums and animal communicators and all that kind of stuff. So um, my podcast really gave me a platform to talk to spiritual teachers and spiritual people from mediums to Reiki healers to crystal healers to past life regression therapists. The list goes on, human design, astrology, all of it. And that became such a huge passion of mine. And during that same time, I, ha- I started doing kundalini yoga and I had a bit of a kundalini awakening where kun- I had never heard of kundalini yoga. So if anybody listening is like, what is that? I had been doing other types of yoga for a long time. But I was in a meditation studio in West Hollywood and this kundalini yoga book fell off of the shelf onto my foot. And it seemed like such a sign. I was like, I can't not buy this. This book just fell out of thin air and landed on my foot. This, this book clearly wants to come home with me. So I bought the book, started reading it, and started having these very powerful experiences with kundalini, where I would go take kundalini classes from these incredible teachers here in L.A., And in the classes, I would experience things I had never experienced before. So I would have psychic visions of things that I saw happening that would actually come true, which was strengthening that muscle of trust. And I couldn't believe it. It was so exciting and new to me having these visions and then seeing them come true and thinking, what is this? What is this universal power that is so strong that I'm tapping into that clearly everybody has access to. How do people not know about this? So I got very excited about that. And meanwhile, I was experiencing a lot of health issues and basically woke up one day with full body hives and a rash all over my body. I was starting to get really chronically fatigued. 
had brain fog and didn't have the same motivation that I used to have. Um, I had a lot of pain in my body, a lot of joint pain and other things, and, and kind of started to get a little bit scared. Um, and I stopped having the energy to go to the Kundalini classes and to really focus on um, this awakening the way that I had before. And I saw a shaman in Ojai, and the shaman told me, you're being called to wake up spiritually and psychically. And if you don't do this, if you don't really listen to what's happening in your body, you're just going to get sicker and sicker and sicker. And I was really scared when she said that. And I just thought, I feel like I am waking up spiritually and I feel like I am listening to these psychic messages. But on the flip side, I was still living a very fast-paced life. I was working all the time, running around, traveling, constantly saying yes to every opportunity, which is kind of that whole hustler mentality that I used to live by when I built my business. And during this time of getting sick, I realized I don't I don't want to live my life this way anymore. I don't have it in me to live my life this way anymore. And from there, just like the shaman predicted, I did get sicker and sicker and sicker until I simply couldn't get out of bed anymore. And I basically spent two and a half years in bed, um, spiritually awakening, being very sick but going on this inward journey, the journey of the healer. So if you've ever heard of the wounded healer's path, that is definitely my path where I got so sick, I didn't even want to live anymore. There was a part of me, I didn't want to take my life, but I didn't see the point in living if this pain wasn't going to go away. And the pain was so chronic, I couldn't even function. I didn't feel like myself at all. I couldn't go into public without having a panic attack, even around my closest friends. It was like my body was rejecting being human. And I had no choice but to go deeper and deeper and deeper inward until I got to the root of what was going on, which was Lyme disease, mold poisoning on the outside. There was a lot of physical diagnoses that I got from different doctors, which I'm very grateful for and was able to go on a very physical healing journey. But the spiritual healing journey for me was so much deeper and struck me so, so, so much deeper than the physical. And basically, I realized my I was sick because I'm so sensitive to the world and because I was ignoring these psychic abilities and this spiritual awakening that had been trying to come through basically all my life. So when we're young, all of us, when we're young kids, we're tapped into this universal power that is higher than us, that is greater than us. And as we're conditioned, as we grow up, we often reject that part of ourselves because it's not normal and it's not understood in society. And if we had any questions about it, our parents, our friends, our teachers, they would tell us this is not, this is not real. So I had just stepped so far away from that part of myself that when it was time to really wake up, um, 
Well, it took me a few years and my health definitely suffered, but I'm so grateful for that journey. And now I can say I am happier than I've ever been in my life. I feel so spiritually in tune. I'm still healing and I'm still on this, what I feel is going to be a forever journey of healing and awakening. Um, And it's such a deeper way to live life. And I'm so happy to live this deeper path rather than the path on the surface. So now everything makes sense to me. The reason why I started blogging when I did and developed this incredible audience who has a very open mind, wonderful people who are able to go on this journey with me. Because somehow in in the realm beyond us, the realm of the souls, I chose this path and I chose to bring people along with me and share. Um, And the spiritual path is super connected to eating clean, to the plant-based way of life. So yeah, I get to kind of talk about all the things I love now and it's very special. Oh my God, I can totally relate to your story and what a journey you went through. But you know, I went through similar and I didn't even know what spiritual awakening means or what it is till I started actually talking to more healers, even on my podcast or just like other healers. And I've had it two years ago, two, three years ago. And I had really bad panic attacks and like anxiety. It was just crazy. I couldn't be by myself at all. I couldn't eat. It was just unexplainable i couldn't explain it but now as i started learning more about it just i understand that i had spiritual awakening and it was telling me to change my life to change what i was doing and actually like you said train your muscle like train the intuition more so i started listening to myself more and of course i'm still in the process of it but what helped you the most to recover like what did you do did you do meditations or what did you do Yeah, that's amazing. I love that we've gone on a similar path. And I don't love that you had to experience the panic attacks and all that awful stuff because it's very hard and very confusing. But you too were awakening spiritually. And I'm, I'm not surprised because you have such an audience and such a voice where you can share this with people and help other people through the process. So basically what helped me the most was, oh gosh, I mean, I did so many things and I, and I continue to do so many things. But one thing that I do is occasionally I will do plant medicine. So I've gone on some plant medicine journeys with ayahuasca and with um, psilocybin mushrooms. So I don't know if you've ever had any. I know about that. Can you tell us more about it? Okay. So yeah, those experiences have been the most awakening for me. Um, the first time that I had an ayahuasca ceremony a couple of years ago, it, I did it because I was called to the medicine and I felt like I have no choice but to go do this. Like it's calling me. I don't even really know that much about it, but I'm confident that it will help me heal. So I went to a ceremony with ayahuasca and Oh my gosh, like when I tell you that I had an exorcism that happened, um, one of the deepest, most incredible, terrifying, but amazing purges happened where I went through, I left this planet, I left my body, 
I was so sick. I, I thought where I went to with the ayahuasca, I was gone for centuries. And it's very hard to describe this to people because, you know, the ceremony is like seven hours, but that's just seven hours human time. Where I went, I was gone for centuries and centuries and centuries. And I was healing not only myself, but my lineage. And I went on this journey with my grandparents, specifically the entire lineage on my dad's side of the family. And then I went into my dad's body and my siblings and I felt all their pain which is this ancestral pain that we all carry and we all carry it differently and I saw that I was carrying it in the form of physical illness because in all the other ways I'm a super happy person I've always been an optimistic person glass half full hopeful I love my job I love my relationship but the physical pain is undeniable and the sickness is terrible and so that is how that ancestral pain was manifesting in my body so pretty much i went on this centuries long journey believe it or not with my grandparents to heal to work at least on healing my lineage healing my grandparents, myself, going into these long-held beliefs that I have had about myself and basically learning where it all comes from. And after that, my perspective was, was shifted so much that I could never, ever, ever look at the world the same. I couldn't look at myself the same way. My parents, my, my sickness, other people, I started to see that, ev- that we are all one and that if there's any, ever anything we don't like about someone else, it's, it's because we don't like that element about ourselves. And so I saw very much that the more love I can have for others, the more love I can give to others as well the more I can feel that myself. And I really started to develop this compassion for everyone. And sometimes it's hard because, you know, people can wrong us and and that can be a very real thing. And to have boundaries with people who no longer serve us in our life. But ultimately, at the end of the day, to have love for everyone and to send nothing but positive thoughts to everyone else. that stuff comes right back to us karmically and energetically in the universe. So that has been huge. And I've continued to go down the paths with plant medicine where I never fail to have a beautiful awakening journey and to learn so much about myself and my lineage and the people around me and my past lives. And I learned that I've been called to this whatever kind of path you want to call it, whether it be a shamanic path or, like I said earlier, the path of the wounded healer, that is where I find the most healing. So it's nothing, it's definitely a daily practice of meditation, grounding, being in nature, spending time outside, spending time in my sauna, having healthy boundaries with people, living a lower stress life. 
being with people who lift me up and make me happy versus the opposite. But the deeper, deeper, deeper healing that's taken place for me all comes from these like massive awakening journeys and they're incredible. It's not for everyone. And I'm definitely not here on your podcast endorsing people to go have an ayahuasca ceremony because I truly believe it's something that some people are meant to do in this lifetime. And if you are, you will know. And maybe now's not the time, but the future might be the time. But it's not for everybody. It's very intense. But for me, I've always been the kind of person who needs that intensity in order to heal or in order to see any results at all. So yeah, that's definitely part of my path. It's amazing and has helped me a lot. I never tried before, but you know, when you actually try something like that, how do you bring back, like, how do they help you to bring you back to your body? Because even like without trying anything, I just had weird feelings before all this pandemic started. And I've shared before my podcast, but I just had like, I'm standing on the side and I'm watching the movie and everyone around me just like life goes by, like everyone is just going by and I just like watch the movie. It just happened to me in January. And I was so scared. I was like, what's going on? I don't know what it is. And then I felt like my soul is leaving my body, but then came back up. But still, it was kind of scary. But when you try that, how did you come back to actual senses after like the ceremony finished? Yeah, that's such a good question. I totally get that. The integration is so important. So to come back in your body and to also integrate what you've learned in a very slow and steady and realistic kind of way. Otherwise, you could see all those beautiful things and have your perspective be shifted without changing your life because it's almost like you leave this planet, you come back to it, you can go back to the exact life that you left behind or you can actually make a change. So with that, I've definitely found a lot of healing in speaking to my ancestors. So I'll do a practice of either channeling or automatic writing where I stay in touch with my ancestors so that it wasn't just a one-time thing for me to go on this journey with them and to learn from them. It's more of like a daily check-in, like how's everybody doing today? And like, what messages have for me now and what, what could I improve upon? Um, and they never fail to tell me. I have this whole team of ancestors and guides, just like we all do, who want to see the best for us. And so they'll share with me. And this is what they say to me every day. You still haven't slowed down enough. And so here we are, even with COVID and the world has been on pause all year. And my ancestors are still telling me to slow down. And so I can see when I still have these health issues, which I still get, they still pop up, I'm still dealing with it. Um, it's very clear to me, at least from my guide's point of view, and they're right, is I've got to slow down further, have less stress in my life, um, say no more often, don't be such a people pleaser, don't worry so much about what other people think about me. That's a big, I know a lot of us are like that, but specifically you and I are Libras and Libras are all about relationships. We yeah. basically, we define ourselves based off of our relationships, our friendships, 
we need to be there for everyone or else we just feel so much pressure. And regardless, it's a ton of pressure. And so my ancestors right now are kind of trying to teach me, live for yourself. Don't live so much for everybody else because everyone else is is living for themselves. And that's where you'll find happiness. And it doesn't mean don't be a good friend. Don't be there for people. That's not what it means at all. It just means stop worrying so much. Because most of these things we worry about, they're just stories that we create in our heads. So yeah, I try to, the integration to get back to your question is huge. And I'm still human after having these experiences. I still end up going on these thought spirals and having insomnia and having anxiety and having all of these human issues and difficulties. But I remind myself at the end of the day and at the beginning of each day, I am a soul having a human experience and anything and everything I experience today is in my control. I can't control other people by any means or what happens around me, but I can control my reaction and I can stay calm and I can stay at peace. And that's the way that I choose to live my life. And it's a daily reminder. And trust me, if I don't go through that reminder every day and journal about it and talk about it and think about it, I can easily fall into huge anxiety, panic attacks, not enjoying my day, like not being grateful for what I have and focusing on what I don't have, which is I I don't have, I still don't have my full health or energy or vitality, but to focus instead on being so grateful for how far I've come and the health that I do have, which is very abundant compared to many people in the world. I can walk around, I can stretch, I can do yoga. I have so many blessings, um, even if my health is not quote unquote perfect. So I think gratitude is one huge way to integrate anything that you learn on any of these kind of out of body soul journeys. And then to check in with your soul every day because your soul is here every day. It's here for you. And your soul wants to be heard, wants to be acknowledged, and wants to be part of the decision making process in your day to day life. But usually, we kind of just ignore what the soul has to say in favor of just the quicker option. Like, no, 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 I don't want to check in with my soul. I'm just going to say yes or say no or do this opportunity or work really hard or whatever. But I think when you listen to your soul and when you listen to your, your gut instinct, you really can't go wrong. And it helps you stay in alignment with all those beautiful things that you learn. Yeah, I think gratitude is very important. I try to start my day with gratitude every day. And listening to your gut leads you to the path that you probably like should be on. It's like your actual calling because your yes. is always... It's always right, most of the cases. When you tell me a story, I recognize myself so much because we are Libras and we go to extremes like all the way in or all the way out. Like, Yes, we are. We are full all about the extremes. Yeah. And like you said, 2020 has been for me like the busiest year. Even COVID, everybody's talking about pause and the world on the pause. But it's been so busy for me that... <laughs> 
I don't know. It's been the busiest year for me. I know. Well, we do have our businesses online, so that makes so much sense. I've had a similar experience. And so even if you're not leaving your house and going to all these events or engagements or whatever, it doesn't mean that you can't be busy. And I've had a similar experience and we are extreme. The Libra personality is is so extreme. And so I'm always trying to scale back and think more about how can I How can I serve myself and my health and my body? And the answers to those questions are super obvious, but they're just not the easiest things to do, especially for someone who I used to be such a workaholic. I really am so passionate about my brand and my work, and there's endless opportunities. But as I've experienced, doing all those opportunities is too much for me. My body got very sick and I had to listen to that. And I personally have to make a lot of time for my spiritual practice. And spiritual practice, by the way, can also mean resting more. It can also mean just listening to what's coming up in your heart space. Like, it doesn't have to be this like super esoteric thing. Yeah, and being just still for a moment. It's even great too. Yeah, exactly. I know that stillness. Like I try to do that every day. I um, was in my sauna right before we talked, my infrared sauna here at home. And oh my gosh, it's that's my stillness. That's where I meditate. I don't bring my phone in there. And I need that every day. I thrive off of that so much. And I think everybody needs that time. Whether it be in a sauna, outside of a sauna, on a walk, it could be in your car. If you don't have a lot of extra time, you can really do that anywhere. What inspired you to write an amazing book, Soul on Fire? So the Soul on Fire book is a yoga book. It's 300 pages of yoga and um, basically tips for people who are getting into yoga, my whole journey with yoga. And I wrote it before I got sick during a time of um, extreme passion with yoga. And I'm still very passionate about yoga, but also my spiritual journey has evolved in many different areas since then. And so I love I love having the Soul on Fire yoga book because I know it meets people where they are in their yoga journey and has helped a lot of people get on the path with yoga. And previously before that, I had written a memoir called Breaking Vegan and that's when I stopped being plant-based for a while. It was so long ago. I was 23 years old. I honestly didn't even know at all where my life would go. And I had no idea that I would end up being plant-based again and that a lot of the difficult things that I had experienced the first time around on my plant-based journey were actually a lot more related to me having having Lyme disease. And so there's a lot there, but I'm, I'm really excited because I have recently started working on my next book, which is a memoir all about the spiritual journey the healing journey that I've been on. And it's really just going to be for me, like my ultimate passion, blending, writing, teaching about spirituality. I have always loved to write and books have been my biggest passion for seriously since I was a child. And 
I couldn't imagine anything I love more. So I'm working on that. I have put it off for a long time because I wanted to be quote unquote fully healed. But then I realized there's no destination really for healing and there's no such thing as fully healed. So I'm just going to go for it. I feel like it's time and I'm so excited to begin and to eventually share this with people once it's finished. Yeah, it sounds very exciting. But like you said, there is no actual point of destination for healing. I think it's just a process, lifelong process just in general because we experience different things every day and we learn so many things every day and all of them help us to get better and better. Exactly. What does your diet consist of? What do you like? What it includes? So, my diet now for the last couple years, I have been salt, oil, sugar free, and plant based. So, salt, oil, sugar free is something that I learned about at this healing center where I spent a lot of time. When I was healing from Lyme, I was doing fasting, um, fasting for healing, and that can be really extreme for some people. I don't recommend it for everybody, but again, that's what worked for me, extreme Libra vibes, and it really helped me a lot with the full body hives that I was experiencing and a lot of my inflammation from Lyme disease. So there at the healing center, they teach all about salt, oil, sugar-free, which is basically a a very anti-inflammatory way to eat for people who are healing from chronic illness. So I have been plant-based again for four years, salt oil sugar-free for two years, and I love it. I'm all about the intuitive plant-based lifestyle. So it's not rigid. I have zero judgment toward people who are not plant-based. Um, it's, it's full intuition for me. It's what makes me feel good. It's healing to me. It's nourishing to me. It has been amazing for my skin and my gut health. And I also drink green juice every morning and drink a lot of green smoothies, tons of vegetables, tons of fruit. I've had um, celery juice every morning for like three years. I don't know if you're on the celery juice train, but it's been really healing for me, the medical medium way of life. And yeah, I absolutely love it. I love being plant-based. I love coming up with recipes and I'm so passionate about it. I even turned my husband to be vegan and he was not vegan at all before this year or when we met, but he's vegan now. And that's a huge accomplishment of mine because it's been amazing for his health. And something really interesting is that I got my genetics tested just a few months ago with my functional medicine doctor. And when she tested my genetics, she found that because of all these liver enzymes and mutations that I specifically have, the plant-based diet is absolutely the best diet for my body. And she said, if I was not plant-based, I would be really struggling because my liver is not the type of liver because of these mutations that I have that can break down animal protein very easily or excess fat very easily. So I thought it was very cool that my intuition led me on this path that is actually best for my body with my genetic makeup. And that's really cool because I do believe in bio-individuality and that everybody should eat in a way that works for them. But I've definitely found that this is the way that works the best for me and it's incredible. Yeah, I feel like our body 
knows what it needs so it's like that's why we crave something sometimes and i actually love green juices i drink it all the time but i do mine not just with celery just all the green like spinach apple celery you know yes i'm drinking one of those right now (laughs) (laughs) nice yeah and you know i've been drinking juices for a while but then i've heard about fiber and that it's fiber is better for your gut health than just juicing so i started doing both like smoothies and juices too yeah it's a perfect combination i think having a green juice in the morning giving your body all those potent enzymes it's such a great way to start the day and then smoothies i am such a smoothie girl you're totally correct about the fiber being so good for us and this year i actually became so inspired with the downtime during covid and my passion for the plant-based lifestyle that i ended up going back to school to become certified in plant-based nutrition so i did that through cornell online and I'm now certified in plant-based nutrition and specifically in the whole food plant-based nutrition. I got to study all about how good it is for the environment, for our bodies and for the animals of course and beyond and we even got to study like pregnancy and plant-based nutrition and children with plant-based foods and all of that inspires me so much. I know it's such a huge part of my path and spreading that plant-based message, I truly feel it's something that I came to this earth to do and then got sick to kind of realign me with that path that's part of my journey. And yeah, I couldn't be more obsessed with it. I love it. Yeah. What are your best practices to develop new habits? To develop new habits with food or just lifestyle or everything? Both food and lifestyle. I love journaling. I think journaling is a really good way to set our intentions and also keep promises to ourselves. Um, I think the biggest issue for a lot of people when they're making a change is they just break promises to themselves and then they don't trust themselves anymore. And I heard this amazing quote recently that said, the root of confidence is based in the promises that we keep to ourselves. And so someone who's not confident, really has a lack of self-esteem, is someone typically who doesn't keep promises that they make to themselves. So I think number one is to write it down, focus on the changes that you want to make, lifestyle changes, habits, the habits, and also start slow. Don't imagine that your entire life is or should change overnight because that's a lot that's pretty hard and like we talked about the integration process is really important with everything so i think to start small so if you're looking to go plant-based i think starting small by having a green juice every morning um, maybe adding in a smoothie and then having that regular dinner that you would have at night before you eventually transition over over time to having a plant-based dinner Um, And of course, everybody's different. Some people actually thrive off of making quicker changes, bigger changes. I happen to be one of those people. I know that about myself. If I want to do something, I go full out and I do it. So yeah, you also have to know yourself. But I think journaling, setting intentions is huge. And specifically, working with the moon cycles or working with the beginning of... um, 
the new month, for example. We're talking today is October 1st. It's a full moon tonight. Full moons are such an amazing time to write your intentions, to release what's no longer serving you, and just get in touch with the universe in that way. Um, that's one of my favorite ways to kind of set new intentions for myself, especially those bigger goals that are eventually life-changing habits. Yeah. Full moon, actually, I love full moons because it's great for letting things go, letting everything what no longer serves you. I love actually that practice. But what are your best practices of releasing and letting things go besides journaling? And Yeah, so for letting things go, I mean, that's definitely a struggle of mine. I think a lot. I'm a big overanalyzer and I really hold on to things, it's hard for me to let things go. I don't really let people go very easily, even if, you know, it's no longer a positive relationship or friendship. It's just so hard for me to let things go. So um, what I've been doing lately that I really like is a cord cutting meditation where I basically visualize, I get deep into a meditation and then I visualize cutting the cord, cutting the energetic cord between me and that other person or me and a specific situation or even me and like being sick with Lyme disease. I will imagine Lyme disease in my mind's eye and then I'll do a meditation where I cut that cord and oh my gosh, it is so powerful because if you believe in the power of the mind, um, I've been doing a lot of like brain re rewiring and neurofeedback and learning about neuroplasticity of the brain. We can literally change our brain chemistry. So if you can visualize strongly cutting the cord between you and something else, um, you can really physically experience letting go of it. And it's huge. You know, I use that meditation too. And they say when you envision that person and you and like the thicker the cord, the stronger you have connection with that person. And it means you would have to do it more than once to actually fully cut that person off. Right. Now that makes sense. Well, no wonder it takes me so many times because I really feel it's very hard for me to let go of people. It's hard for me to cut cords with most things. I feel very tied to everything that I come in contact with. Um, which comes back to being a Libra. It also comes back to human design. I am a reflector in human design and we just soak up other people's energy. We have all these open energy centers within us and we fully, fully, fully soak up and soak in everybody else for better or for worse. And I wouldn't trade that gift, but I definitely have to be so mindful of my boundaries for that reason. And the same for me, like I feel sometimes I need to protect myself because I start feeling the energy of other person and I'm, I start getting infected by it. And I was like, I have to think about it. Okay, I need to stop because that's what other person is feeling. That's not me. Yeah, it's not you. And it's, it's not something that you have to carry. And going back to my ayahuasca journeys, that was something really big that I learned in the ayahuasca journeys is that everything that I picked up from my lineage and my ancestors, even though I'm connected to them and I'm here to help heal them and I will always be committed to doing that, 
um, their baggage is not mine to carry and they don't even want me to carry it. Like they want, they want to be free of it and they want me to be free of it. So when it comes to kind of knowing what's ours to carry and what is no longer ours to carry, whether it comes to other people's emotions, like you're saying, or going all the way back to your lineage or your family, we all hold so much that was never meant to be ours. So kind of letting it no longer be ours is huge. We do. And our ancestors actually waiting for us to help to actually work all these issues out and help them to release and heal other generations because we are the ones who doing all the work right now and they're all like kind of you know on the sidelines yes they're like do it you came for this lifetime to heal this karma so let's do it yeah. and it's true so i think some people hold on to that baggage because they feel like they need to in order to honor their ancestors but i think what i would love for people to know based off of these conversations that I've had with my ancestors and the traveling that I do with the channeling that I do is that our ancestors, they really don't want us to carry their baggage. They want to be free. And we actually have the opportunity to help free them and untie them with this spiritual work that we do. Sounds like you are very aware of that already. Yeah. What is your daily mantra? Oh, what is my daily mantra? For a long time, my mantra was all about, I am energized. I have an abundance of energy. I am healthy. I radiate energy. It was all about not being sick anymore. And that has helped me so much to affirmatively speak about being healthy. And now I still have that mantra, but I think my mantra now is I'm peaceful. I am happy and peaceful and I carry peace in my heart and love in my heart and only love is real. And anytime I fall off course um, with worrying thoughts or anxious thoughts, I return to love. So I just kind of made that up on the spot, but that's like some version of a daily mantra that I tell myself um, that really helps me stay connected and peaceful. Remember that we are all love. Love is all that exists. And um, now, now that it's Libra season in October, I'm turning 30 on October 11th. And I really have this big intention right now to leave a lot of my anxiety being such an anxious person in the past to leave it in in my past to leave it in my 20s basically i am ready to leave the anxiety of my 20s in this decade and as i emerge into this new decade turning 30 entering into my 30 all my 30s um my mantra is love and peace and clarity and living a very worry-free life um, and radiating love to other people. But knowing that first filling my own cup and filling my own love cup is truly the mantra. Um, I know that's all over the place, but that's what I've been thinking about a lot as I'm, I really feel numbers. Numbers are so big to me. So the fact that I'm turning 30, I'm really taking that and running with it and letting it be a symbol for this new me, this new self and 
all the layers that I've shed, all the pain that I've been through with the sicknesses and overcoming that and awakening spiritually. It's been a very intense decade and I'm excited for just a lot of love and reaping the benefits of that in my next decade. I'm glad you got all this because I should set similar intentions for my birthday because, you know, your birthday, New Year starts and 12 days after, like first 12 days after your birthday, I mean, starting from your birthday, it's like your, how you spend it, that's how it's going to be like the whole year and there are different things you need to appreciate every day like I, I read it in horoscopes and I actually love that strategy so like this year I'm trying to implement it I didn't know that about the 12 day thing that's really cool yeah I'm excited yeah. I'm excited because I kind of lined up like some birthday celebrations that'll be really special um for like the whole week after my birthday so I'm, I'm happy to hear this yeah and where can all listeners find you your social handles all your information so I am the balanced blonde on Instagram the balanced blonde soul on fire podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts thebalancedblonde.com for my blog and usually I write on there all the time lately I've just been more focused on podcasting and everything else, but I love writing on the blog. And yeah, those are the main places to find me. And I would love to hear from anyone who listened. Thank you so much. Such a great conversation. Yes, thank you. So fun to talk to you. Yeah, thank you for being my guest. Of course. That was all for today. Thank you so much for listening Not Basic Blonde podcast. Just to let you know, Not Basic Blonde podcast is available on all the major platforms or wherever you listen to your podcast with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. And you can always find me on Instagram. It's Not Basic Blonde underscore or NBB podcast. And of course, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. Enjoy your day. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20.